Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is Reverend Bobasari, General Overseer and Founder of Faith Alive Christian Ministries, Ghana. Hope you enjoy the message. Thank you very much. And uh, the choir, that was a powerful ministration. Praise the Lord. You know, there's a difference between singing and ministering. Praise the Lord. And I think that was not just singing, that was ministration. Come on, give the Lord a clap of fun. Amen. And... uh, I really thank God for the life of our pastor here, Samuel, and the wife, Melody. Come on, let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, I thank God for the great work that God is using them to do in this part of the world. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe that Satan is not in Africa. Praise the Lord, because when you come to, no, 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 Satan is not in Africa. When you come to Africa, there you see prayer. Hallelujah. And uh, if it has not been for some of you who are here in Europe, I don't know what would have happened. But I believe that God has brought you here for such a time as this. So that you spark revival in this part of the world. Say amen. amen. And uh, after being in ministry for a while, when I go to ministries, I'm not interested in how many people are there. But the most important thing is, is the Spirit of God there? And the Spirit of God is here. Come on, give the Lord a clap of hands. The Spirit of God is here. And I want to encourage you to support the man of God, the set man of this house. God always calls a person and God will give that person a vision, a dream, a goal. God called Moses and said, Moses, I have a purpose for your life to take the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of darkness, out of affliction, Onto the land flowing with milk and honey. God spoke to him. Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. But it never took Moses alone to accomplish it. What I want you to know is that God calls always an individual. He called Paul. He called Moses. He ushered Samson. He called Gideon, Esther, Deborah. God always calls an individual. Praise the Lord. But God will always bring people around that individual. Moses, God gave Moses Joshua. God gave Moses Caleb. God gave Moses her. Even Jesus Christ had people around him. So whether you like it or not, your destiny, your breakthrough is tied to the callings of God upon his life. And as you all rally around him, we will all enter our promised land. Come on, give the Lord a mighty clap. Hallelujah. Just be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
and I want to thank you, man of God, for inviting me. And I believe that this morning, this afternoon, you'll be blessed. Somebody say, I'll be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, I came with my wife. Hallelujah. My wife, Sylvia, who is also a co-pastor in our church. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. And then also we came with one of our helpers. Hallelujah. Who's been helping us around. Sandra, come on, rise up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's bow down our head for a word of prayer. Father, I give you praise and I thank you for this afternoon. We are here because of Jesus. Therefore, precious Holy Spirit, minister unto us this afternoon. I pray in the name of Jesus that nobody will live here the same. May the oppressed be delivered. May the sick be healed. May the bound be set free. May the lost be found. In the name of Jesus, I pray for an open heaven. Precious Holy Spirit, minister unto us. Speak through me in Jesus' mighty name. Say amen. amen. Give the Lord a clap of one more time. <laughs> Hallelujah. This afternoon, I want us to open to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45. If you can project it, it will be very powerful. Isaiah chapter 45, reading from verse 1. Isaiah chapter 45. And I'll be reading the King James Version. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45, reading from verse 1. Amen. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden to subdue nations before him and I the Lord will lose the loins of kings to open before him the two livid gates and the gate shall not be shut somebody lift up your right hand and say my gate shall not be shut I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. I, the Lord, will give unto thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, I am the God of Israel. Somebody say amen. Amen. And I need your maximum attention here. Praise the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Go to verse 1. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed. Thus saith the Lord. Somebody say thus saith saith the the Lord. One of the things I want you to understand is that God still speaks. Hallelujah. He spoke in time past. He's speaking today and he will speak tomorrow. Am I talking to somebody? God has a different way of talking to his people. To some people, God speaks to them through dreams. 
to others he speaks to them through visions to others god speaks to them through inner feeling what we call intuition i will explain it as i'm preaching now i may say something and you know that god is speaking to me amen that say the lord now this was a prophetic word that came before cyrus was born this prophetic word came about 150 to 200 years before he was born so before he was born there was a prophecy in case you don't know before you were born there was a prophecy amen listen to me you are not here by accident you were not born by accident there was a prophecy before you were born amen now the devil will not come against you because you are in germany no there are many people in germany the devil will not come against you because you are rich there are people who are richer than you the devil will not come against you because you are beautiful there are others who are more beautiful than you am i talking to somebody the devil will not even come against you because you are anointed lucifer he was anointed he know what anointing is he was the most anointed cherub So the enemy will always come against you because of the prophecy over your life. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. Listen to me. I will work it out. Hallelujah. Amen. You go through the word of God. Bible says, let me start from Moses. Before Moses was born, there was a prophecy. God spoke to Abraham your sons and daughters will go into captivity for 400 years and after that I will bring them out with great substance there was a prophecy first 100 years nothing happened 200 years nothing happened 300 years nothing happened 400 years when Moses was born before Moses was born then Pharaoh passed a decree that every man child born by the Hebrews should be killed why because there was a prophecy am i talking to somebody before Jesus was born there was a prophecy Isaiah prophesied about the coming messiah Jeremiah prophesied about the coming messiah Malachi prophesied about the coming messiah The moment Jesus was born, bow. Bible says that there was a star, there were shepherds watching their flocks by night. And this shepherd saw a star. And the moment they saw the star, they realized that the Messiah has been born. So they went to Herod and said, "Herod, long live the king. The Messiah has been born. We saw his star." an indication that he has been born hallelujah sure good praise 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 get it get it get this don't worry if it comes fine now listen to me be very attentive no movement very attentive i want to speak into your spirit an indication that the messiah has been born they saw the star and they went to herod and they told herod instead of herod being happy herod should have been happy because once the messiah our redeemer has been born all problems will be solved but bible says that herod became envious 
And he told the shepherd, where is the star? I want to go and then also worship him. But Bible said, before Herod came out, the cloud has covered the star. As you are seated here, there are Herods in your family. Agents of the devil who are looking into your star with an intention to destroy. But I prophesy over your life. Let the glory cloud of Jehovah cover your star. Any satanic eye, any demonic eye who is eyeing you, may the Lord cover your star. If you believe it, somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Immediately, Herod passed a decree that every child born should be killed. Why? Because of the prophecy. Samson was destroyed. Before Samson was born, there was a prophecy. God spoke to Manuel's wife that you give birth to a child. That child will be a Nazarene, a Nazareth. So Samson was a kind of redeemer, a Nazarene, and Jesus was a Nazarene. Am I talking to somebody? And he will redeem his people out of the hands of the Philistines. The reason why the enemy attacked Samson was because of the prophecy. Listen to me. Listen. In every family, God raises a deliverer. Somebody through whom God will bring deliverance to your family. Deliverance to your city. Deliverance. Every family, God raises a Samson, a Deborah, an Esther, a Japheth. And Moses, the strategy of the devil is to destroy those whom God has destined so that through them, God will bring blessing. The reason why Joseph's brothers attacked Joseph was because of the prophecy, the dream. The coat of many colors that Joseph was wearing was a prophetic garment. In that coat of many colors, there was white purity, blue glory, green prosperity, purple royalty, red the blood. I mean, there were all kinds of colors. So it was a prophecy. The moment they took Joseph, they removed the garment, the prophecy. But listen to me. Once God has spoken, there shall be a performance. Am I talking to somebody? Lift up your right hand and say, I am a child of prophecy. I declare in the name of Jesus, that prophecy over my life shall come to pass. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. I'm destined to be on top. I'm destined to break through. I'm destined to prosper, to live long. So shall it be. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. That seeth the Lord. That seeth the Lord to his anointed. Now, this morning, I'm praying that Jehovah will anoint you. Listen to me. Whatever you are doing in life, somebody is doing something. You are a woman. Beautiful sister. There are other beautiful sisters. 
Handsome brother. There are other handsome brothers. Are you an engineer? There are other engineers. Are you a hairdresser? There are other hairdressers. Are you a businessman? There are other businessmen. If, are you a preacher? There are other preachers. Are you a singer? There are other singers. Are you an organist? There are other organists. Whatever you are doing, others are doing the same thing. What makes you different or above, listen to me, is the anointing. Is the anointing. Is the anointing. And this morning, I'm going to believe God to anoint you. Amen. I'm going to believe God that an anointing will come upon your life. Amen. Listen to me. The anointing breaks the yoke. Amen. The anointing is a burden lifter. The anointing brings prosperity. Amen. The anointing even brings exemption. He was saw. Saw. Backslided. Bible says that he was pursuing David to kill David. One time, David saw Saul asleep with all his commanders. Abner was asleep. All of them. And one of David's soldiers told David, David, this is the day the Lord has made. Hey, it's the time for you to kill your enemy. All you need is to take the spear. Just one strike and you will kill Saul. Do you know what David said? I will not touch the one whom the Lord has anointed. Which means, because of the anointing, he has immunity. I pray in the name of Jesus, that because of the anointing this morning upon your life, may you have spiritual immunity. David said, thou anointed my head with oil, my cup ran it over. Which means the anointing brings prosperity. The one that said the Lord to his anointed, to his anointed, to his anointed. Listen to me. One time I was in the, no, we were having a prayer meeting, 12 o'clock. At that time, every day, 12 to 1, 12 to 1, during the lunch hour, we have prayer meeting in our church. People from all over the camp. One of the hospitals close to our church, around 12 o'clock, almost all those who are going to antenental pregnancy and all those who are pregnant, they all leave the hospital and come and do prayer meeting before they go. We were there just before we started. One of my members, a hairdresser, rushed in. She was styling somebody's hair. Was styling somebody's hair. Just styling it. No, no, your hair, you need Revlon. Mm. When he started using it, you know, you need this, uh, cutting it. And all of a sudden, she felt some pinch right there. So she didn't mind it. After styling the hair, she saw the rash, scratch it. The moment she scratched it, her hand started swollen. You may think you're a hairdresser and you're styling somebody's hair. You don't know what is inside. The hand started swollen. He coming up. Then she rushed to the church. Fortunately, we were there. Held the hand, prayed, and everything started subsiding. May you not just be a hairdresser. May you be an anointed hairdresser. Amen. My son, my son, during his national service in our country, he was sent somewhere. 
the company they send it to him to go and work there. When the company owner comes in, nobody enters. He was the first person to enter, close every door, speak some things before he will open. Am I talking to somebody? I was in the house when the woman came. Knock. I opened the door. He said, Man of God. Uh, he said, Sir, I want to see Reverend Bob Asari. I said, I'm Reverend Bob. He said, Man of God, I'm dying. I said, Woman, what is wrong? He said, I've been sick for years. I've gone to every hospital in Ghana. Urine test, stool test, scanning. They have done every test on me. Every indication proves that I'm well. Everything proves that I'm okay. Now listen to me. You can't test spiritual things with machines. Am I talking to somebody? But he said, man of God, I'm dying. Then that morning, he said, he w- the woman was a teacher. A nursery teacher. Four-year-old. Four-year-old teaching children. According to the woman. She went to the classroom and one of the children stood up. said, Madam, I will tell you the secret. He said, what is it? Madam, I'm a witch. Uh, Madam, Georgina too is a witch. Hey, James, are you laughing? Madam, James too is a witch. Hey, Monica, I think you are one of us. The whole class were infested with witches. That is why we have to pray over our children. And he said, the child told me that, Madam, when we come to class and we are talking and you cane us, in the night, we also gang up. We come to your house and we beat you up. So in the morning, you think you are beating t- t- children. You are, well, come on, shut up, shut up. Shut. They are queen mothers and kings right there. Am I talking to somebody? So may you not just be a teacher. May you be an anointed teacher. This afternoon, some anointing will come upon your life. Mando rakabo shiataya. Something will enter you. Don't just be an usher. People are coming to church. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hey. In Germany, we say, when you say come, you say what? Come. Come, come, come now. Come and sit down. Now, you don't know what is following the person. Am I talking to somebody? You are the first person point of contact. And I pray, may you not just be an usher. By the time you shake his or her hand, something, an anointing, will enter him. Hallelujah. May you not just be a singer. There are times I have gone to church. Listen, my wife is here. I will tell my wife, that mommy, I don't know what I'm going to preach. I have searched the Bible. Sometimes I'll be in the church room. Sometimes I have even prepared a message. And the choir will begin to sing. The moment they begin to sing, Majesty, worship is majesty. Bow! Then the Lord will drop a message into my spirit. Because my choir is in tune with the Holy Ghost. May our choiristers never be just singers. Hallelujah. Displaying their body. But may they be anointed. Hallelujah. Even preachers, even preachers, I refuse to be an ordinary preacher. 
in a city in my country called Kumasi. They were having a very big conference. Big conference. And they invited a man of God. Not knowing that within the convention, there was a man who was a wizard. A wizard is different from a witch. Oh, a wizard. As for witches, they are on the 17th football team. Wizard. German uh, national team, they call them what? National what? Uh-huh. You know the name. <laughs> okay. As for wizard, they are the national team. They are the, I mean, they can operate. Wizards can even operate in church. In case you don't know, go and ask God. God was having church service. God was having church service with angels. With angels, oh. And Lucifer went there. God himself was having church service. Not with human beings. With angels. Seraphim, cherubim, Michael, Gabriel, and the devil went there. How much more? How much more? Hallelujah! So they were having a conversation and the wizard was there in the church. Not knowing that he came with an agenda to destroy the visiting preacher. That the visiting preacher would be mad right during the convention. So here he was. The moment they introduced him, he threw a satanic stone with the intention that the stone will hit the man of God right in the pulpit. He will become mad in front of everybody. The stone was coming. Just before it enters, the, hit the man of God, there was a U-turn. The stone turned U-turn. Any satanic stone targeting your life, may they turn again. Somebody say, back to the sender. It went back and hit the man back there. Bow! Right in the church, the, witch, the wizard became mad. Removed all his garment, he was mad. Am I talking to somebody? Anybody who dig a pit for you, they will fall into their own pit. Anybody who casts a snare, they will fall into their own snare. Am I talking to somebody? If you believe it, give the Lord a shout. Listen. Listen. God say the Lord to his anointed. Somebody say, anoint me, Lord. It is the Lord who anointed David. And David conquered Goliath. It was the Lord who anointed Jehu. And Jehu won many battles. It was the Lord who even anointed Saul. And Saul won so many battles before he backslided. The anointing simply means that you are divinely appointed. Anointed people are not by election. It's by appointment. It's by appointment. You are set aside. Whose right hand I have holding. Look at the way God sometimes speaks. Whose right hand I have, sp- I have holding. Why right hand and not the leg? Sometimes God speaks symbolically. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall be, they shall mount up with wings as what? Eagle. Symbol. The righteous shall be like a tree. Symbol. You are the light of the world. Symbol. You are the salt of the earth. Symbol. So God sometimes uses symbols to describe. All through Jesus' preaching, a farmer went to sow. Symbol. Hallelujah. 
a seed. On and on. So here Bible says, whose right hand? The right hand is a symbol of power. The right hand is a symbol of authority. When we say somebody is giving you his hand, it means he's supporting you. When he would draw his hand, he would draw his support. Anybody who opens his hand is liberal. Anyone who closes his hand is not liberal. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says, Elisha, who pour water on the hands of Elijah. It means he is a servant. He services him. So there is something about the right hand. When somebody kisses your hand, it means I'm paying homage to you. Am I talking to somebody? Bible says that Jesus Christ, after his death and resurrection, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's a position of power and authority. Hallelujah. You know what? In the Old Testament time, come, 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 uh, Sandra. Have you realized that when they do weddings, normally during wedding, the woman will stand at the right hand of the man. After the vows have been said, I, I just give thee to be my wedded wife, for better, for worse, on and on. When they do that and exchange the rings and they go and sign the register and they are coming, the moment they come, they change. The woman went, goes to the left hand. The reason is that now that we have said the vows, exchange rings, we have signed. Now you are my wife. So I'm holding you with my left hand and I'm protecting you with my right hand. Let your ex-boyfriend, let him come. He will come and meet me here. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. There is something about the right hand. So Bible says that whose right hand I the Lord, I have holding. In other words, Cyrus, I have called you. Cyrus, I the Lord, I've anointed you. But Cyrus, as I move you from glory to glory, there is a tendency that Cyrus, you're a human being. You see that he almost slipped. And but there's a tendency that you may slip, but I the Lord, I'm holding you. I'm backing you. Amen. So that even when you slip, I will hold you up. May the Lord hold you up. Amen. May the Lord back you up. Amen. In the name of Jesus, whose right hand I have holding to subdue nations before him. Somebody say subdue them. Subdue them. One more time. Them. Now, every nation begins with an individual. Listen to how nations are built. I don't know a lot of the names in Germany here, but I will use maybe names in America and other places that I know. Every nation begins with an individual. Let's take it for instance. I'm called Mr. Jackson. Mr. Jackson is alone. I buy a land and I marry. Once I marry, we become how many? Two. And I like the Old Testament time. In the Old Testament time, oh, they give birth to 12 children, 10 children. I like that system. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, bring it to Germany. I like that one. Hallelujah. Nowadays, even in Ghana, during marriage council, when a boy and a girl come, they want to marry, and you ask the girl, how many children do you want to have? Man of God, we just want one. One. 
If you are blessed, you say two, two, just two. Hallelujah. No, in the Old Testament, 10, 12, like Jacob had 10 children. Hallelujah. Oh, I like that system. Praise the Lord. There are even now people who say that we don't want to give birth. We just want to enjoy life. That is selfishness. What's the meaning of that? What's the meaning of that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of my joy as a pastor is dedicating children. And I always tell those who bring their children to be dedicated, next year I want to dedicate another one. The following year, another one. The following year, another one. Because the more you give birth, the more the church will become big. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Kai. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Mr. Jackson marries the year two. They give birth to ten children. Now they are twelve. The grand, this one give birth to eight. The children, this one give birth to eight. This one six. This one ten. This one twelve. All the grandchildren total about hundred. Hallelujah. When you bring the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren all together, one man has become a village. From a village, he becomes a city. So if somebody is going to visit Mr. Jackson, say, where are you going? He say, I'm going to Jacksonville. If he's Mary, where are you going? Maryland. Now you become what? A nation. Now listen to me. When Bible says you will subdue nations, it simply means when one person come against you, you will conquer them. When ten people, you will conquer them. Thousand shall fall by your side and ten thousand by your right hand. Only with your eyes shall you see and behold the reward of the wicked. From today, listen, from today, may you never lose any battle. From today, when they come in a group, may Jehovah anoint you to conquer them. Spiritually, may you conquer them. Physically, may you conquer them. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. To subdue nations from today, don't bring excuses for failing. Bring testimonies of how you prevail. Am I talking to somebody? To subdue nations. And I will lose the loins. I will lose the loins of kings. Somebody say, lose them, Lord. Listen to me. Lose the loins of kings. Loins, this is where our strength is. Every man, this is where your strength is. Every woman, this is where your strength is. Am I talking to somebody? So when Bible says, I will lose the loins. Have you realized that in the Middle East, you know, because this was spoken, Cyrus was in the Middle Eastern area, Israel, those areas. And normally when they were fighting or wrestling, they would tie their loins. And anytime they put on their belt and they tie it, it means they are ready to fight. The moment they lose it, it means they have retired. They have retreated. And God said, I will loosen their loins. In other words, I will weaken their powers. The loins of kings. The loins of kings. In every family, there is a king. In every area, there is a king. In every city, there is a king. In every nation, there is a king. In every continent, there is a king. Let me explain it. Let me start with every family. Every family, there is a king. Paul calls it principalities and powers. 
There are certain families, the principality there that rules there doesn't like marriage. I know a family in my city, beautiful sisters, beautiful sisters. None of them gets married. Very beautiful, but none. One of them, a young man went there and married from that family. Do you know what happened to that young man? He fell into the ocean and he died. In my city, I know a family. Men, men, very learned men. Doctor's degree, master's degree, PhD degree. All of them, but all of them are drunkards. In other words, the spirit ruling that family. You can educate yourself to the highest level, but you amount to nothing. Am I talking to somebody? There are certain family. One of my pastor friends, one of my pastor friends, before he became a pastor, he was a Christian then. His uncle called him, say, yeah, come. Yeah, come. Say, yeah. Why are you trying? Why are you hustling? Why are you struggling? Why, why do you want to make it in life? Say, yes, uncle, I want to make it in life. Say, no, no, no. No matter how much you struggle, yeah, you can never succeed. The uncle just told him. No matter where you go, hey, uh, yeah, go to America, go to Germany, go to Holland, go to France, go to... No matter where you go, Ghana, you can never break through in life. He said, uncle, what are you telling me? He said, yes, I'm telling you the truth. The uncle took him, yeah, come, hold his hand, took him to his own bedroom. Say, yeah, do you see the, the chair there? Say yes, Uncle. I see. He said, "Yeah, the glory of the whole family is in this chair, and I, the uncle, am seated on it." Listen to me. Some of you, the battle is not a natural battle; it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. You may not understand it, but this afternoon, I plead the blood. I plead the blood, the blood of Jesus. Am I talking to somebody? Let every king, principality, and power over your family this afternoon be dethroned. No matter where he is, whether in Nigeria, in Ghana, in Sierra Leone, in Liberia, in Ivory Coast, in Suriname, no matter where they are, in the name of Jesus, we curse their works. We destroy their works. In the name of Jesus. Family principalities. And there are city principalities. City. Now listen to me. There are certain cities, the principality reigning in that city doesn't make people to go well, do well. Hmm. Do you know that sometimes even there are certain houses and areas when you are staying there, you can never break through. It's an area. There's an area in Holland, Amsterdam. There's an area there. Every company that goes there, they start very well, but along the line, they will collapse. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. You go there, you see company, 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 company. The buildings are there. Nobody's in. It's in the city. Hmm. What is the name of this city? Hey, I can't mention this. <laughs> Bielefeld. Good. The spirit of Moham or Hamburg or Frankfurt. The principality there is different from here. You can break through in Hamburg, but come here and see. You can break through maybe in Frankfurt, but go to Moham and see. 
Because listen to me, for this church to succeed here, you have to deal with the principality. Paul says something. Paul said, I have fought the beast of Ephesus. He's talking about the principality of Ephesus. I pray in the name of Jesus, any spirit within this area that fight Christians, that fight businesses, that fight the prosperity of God's children, I declare the blood. I declare the blood. Let the blood of Jesus fight on your behalf. In the name of Jesus, this church will grow. This church will prosper. Every member here will prosper. May this church become the millionaire's church. Because God has prospered his people. If you are one of the millionaires, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Principalities and powers. I don't want to go into nations. Nations. And continents. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are powerful nations in Africa. Nigeria should have been the America of Africa. Very wealthy nation. Population wise. The people are hard working, industrious. But what is fighting them? Ghana. Ghana. Ivory Coast. Listen to me. There was something that was moving. It started in Liberia. Liberia was a very prosperous nation. At that time, their president was called Torbet. Everything was going on so smoothly. And there was infighting. Sergeant Doe, Charles Taylor, all of them. It was a spirit of bloodshed. They started killing people. Shedding blood. That spirit from Liberia landed in Sierra Leone. They started killing people. I've been to Sierra Leone. Some people, they have, they have cut their hand here. They call that one long sleeves. And some they will cut here. They call it short sleeve. Two rebels were just standing there. A pregnant woman was passing by. The rebel soldiers, they were arguing. I think she's pregnant with a boy. Oh, no, no, I think it's a woman. Oh, no, I think it's a boy. They caught the pregnant woman, cut his stomach, bring the baby out just to see whether it's a boy or a girl. Spirit of bloodshed. From Liberia, it landed in Sierra Leone. From Sierra Leone, it landed in Ivory Coast. Torbet, uh, Bagbo, and... Uh, they started back, back, back. from there it landed in Togo. It's a spirit of bloodshed. Do you know that Africa continent is the richest continent in the world? It's the richest continent in the whole world. In the world. The richest continent. River Congo. River Congo alone in Congo. When it is dammed, can supply the whole of Africa. 24-7, 365 days in a year with electricity without any, I mean, light off. 24 hours. Just one river, Congo alone. Praise the Lord. Yet, there is a principality. It's a spirit of bloodshed. Europe is another thing. Europe. Now people are marrying their own pets. Even their pets. Christianity. They brought the Christianity, but then they are fighting it. It's a principality. That's why God has brought some of you here. That through prayer and intercession, hallelujah, revival shall start again. So many things. Am I talking to somebody? 
I will loosen the loins of kings. Principalities in our family. Principalities in our cities. Principalities in our nation. Principalities in the continents of the world. Somebody say, lose them, Lord. To open before you the two livid gates and the gates shall not be shut. Listen to God. He said, number one, I will anoint you. I will hold you. I will back you. And I, the Lord, I will loosen the loins of principalities in your family, strongholds, public who subdue people and you subdue nations. And after that, I will open the two livid gates. Somebody say, let my gate be open. Listen to me. Everything in life our gates. We have marital gates, educational gates, business gates, ministerial gates, city gates, national gates, or gates of countries. I will explain it. Do you know the reason why we say I'm entering marriage? How do you enter? It's a gate. I'm entering business. It's a gate. I'm entering university. Other people have wanted to enter, but the gate was shut. Hallelujah. Everything in life is gates. When I was coming here, when I was coming here, we went to the train station. 11.21, the train came. The moment the train came, do you know the reason I was able to enter the train? Because the gates opened. And the moment the gate opened, I entered. I was surprised. Within one minute, 60 seconds, the gate, wow, closed again. You may be coming. You may be coming. But the moment the gate closed, that's it. When we arrived here, the gate opened. And I came out. When I came out and pastor came to pick us, the moment we got to his car, he opened the door. It's a form of a gate. And I entered. When we came here, the moment we got here, there is a gate open. And I entered. Before you come to this church, there are two gates here, here. It has to open. When you come and it is closed, you cannot enter. So everything, listen to me, even in the air, there are gates. When a plane is coming, before the plane enters the territorial airspace of Germany, there is a control tower. And the pilot, KLM, British Airways, will announce, this is KL059 from Amsterdam, the, um, wanting clearance to enter. Then the control tower will say, enter. Then the gates will be open. <laughs> Hallelujah. One time, I was traveling to the U.S. with Caleb. We got to Washington. The moment we got there, we circled around because they wouldn't open the gates for us to enter. Not knowing that Air Force One, Obama, was about to take off. And if Obama Air Force One is taking off, no plane should land. So they asked us, go around. We're going around. Going around. So there are, you may be laughing, but there are some people in this life, all they are doing is they are going around. They are moving. They are moving, but they are going nowhere. You are in the same place. You work, and you work, and you work, and you work, and you... But from today, your story will change. I say your story will change. You will not be going around, you will be going forward. 
from glory to glory, from breakthrough to breakthrough, from miracle to miracle, promotion to promotion. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. They are gates. Even on the waters, on the ocean, there are gates. Before any ship, ship will enter Germany, they have to give him clearance before they can enter. If they don't give them clearance and any plane enters here, the air force of Germany will move up. You see, it's a tourist. They will move up. If they see any ship, submarine on the waters of Germany, without the gates being opened by, to them by German authorities, the Navy will chase them. Everything is gates. I pray that your marital gate shall be open. Amen. Your business gate shall be open. Amen. The gate of Germany shall be open. Amen. Listen to me. You can be in Germany, but the gates are closed. Whatever you do, it is closed. And I pray, listen to me. Not only the gate of Germany. Man of God, could you just imagine? Let's say we are going to have 21 day fast. And one of your members come and say, oh, man of God, I think Friday night I will not be able to come. By Sunday, I will come to church. Where are you going? Man of God, Monday, I have to fly to New York. I have a business meeting. So I will fly here Monday evening. Man, Tuesday morning, I will be there. The meeting is in the evening. After the meeting in the evening, I will rest. And Wednesday, I fly to Switzerland. I will be in Switzerland Thursday morning. We fly Wednesday night, Thursday morning I'll be there, and then we'll do the meeting there. So after Thursday night, I have to go to Dubai. I want to rest for maybe about two days and holiday there. And then on Friday morning, I'll fly in. So I'll be here Friday night so that Sunday I'll come to church. Am I talking to somebody? The gate of nations. Am I talking to somebody? I said the gate of nations have been opened unto you. May you not just be restricted to Germany. Not even, do you know that there are some people, apart from this area, tell me the name again of this area. Bill, apart from Bielefeld, they have not even been to uh, Hamburg or Hanover, not even Essen. Or, they have not been to anywhere. They are just within this area. Other gates have been closed. But from today, not only the gate of Germany, the gate of Britain, the gate of uh, Holland, the gate of Italy, the gate of Canada, the gate of Australia, the gate of China, the gate of Dubai, the gate of Africa. May you be a continental champion. Gates be open. I will open the gates. And the gate shall not be shut. Which means, when gates are open, and if you don't take care, that gate can be shut. Where are the choristers? Can you come? Say, 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 come, come. Come, come, come. Come, come, come. Good, good, good. Now, now, no, no, no. Just line up. Line up, line up, line up, line up, line up. Now, listen to me. This is a true story. I'm coming to tell you a story. And I have a reason. I'm coming to tell you a story. It's a true story. I preach in the, in the pastor's church in London. Redeemed Christian Church. 
in Lenin, one of the biggest churches. Years ago, there is this guy there who was in Nigeria. He's a Nigerian. Guy is a Nigerian. From one of the villages in Nigeria, many, many years ago. This guy, mommy was poor. Daddy was poor. But the guy was very intelligent. Are you listening? And the guy got a scholarship to come and study in the UK. The scholarship was a British government scholarship. Feeding was paid for. No, no, feeding. Accommodation was paid for. Tuition was paid for. And this guy will even be working. He has been, he has been given job in the university. He will be working for certain hours to get some money. Everything has been catered for. All he needed was his plane ticket to come. Three months to the time, parents couldn't buy the plane ticket. Two months to the time, they couldn't buy it. One month to the time, they couldn't buy it. Two weeks to the time, they couldn't buy it. Mother was in the house crying. Father was also crying. And the villagers heard. Why are they crying? Their son has got scholarship to UK. And those years, it's not like now that every people just travel. No plane ticket. So this man, a farmer, will go and harvest his yam, sell it, bring the money to the parent. Uncle, take and help buy this boy's plane ticket. Somebody will go and harvest his plantain. Somebody will go and harvest his sheep. If that goat is not sleeping in the house and is running around, they will go and look for that goat, bring that goat. They will go and sell that goat. If there's a, there's a chicken who is running like this, he says, it's a bird flu. He said, Africa, there's nothing like bird flu. No, 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 no. What is bird flu? No, no, no. You won't die outside. You will die here. You will die in our stomach. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. What do you mean by bird flu? Hallelujah. They sold, mommy sold his clothing. Daddy sold his bicycle. They added the money. This boy, the day he was leaving the village to Lagos to board a plane, the whole villages, it was a, it's a farmer's holiday. All of them followed the boy. They were singing. God bless you. They took the boy to the lorry station. Some were crying. May the Lord go with you. God, this is the future senator of the village. They were so happy future governor. This boy boarded, went to Lagos, boarded the plane. And do you know that you can have a passport, you can have a visa, have a plane ticket, board the plane, board the Lufthansa, board the KLM. The fact that you have landed in Germany doesn't mean you are in Germany. No, 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 no. When we get there, there's, a, there's a immigration, no immigration. And we all form a line, like they are form a line. And you know that there's a yellow line on the floor. It was blue light. They stay behind it. And there's an immigration officer. The immigration officer is the gatekeeper. The line on the floor that you are standing behind is an invisible gate. So one of your legs is in Ghana. And the other leg is here. It is the immigration officer who will determine whether you will bring the Nigerian leg here or you will keep it there. Come on, give the Lord a clap of it. So this young man left Nigeria, landed in UK. And you know, they were all in the queue. One of the days we were going to land, myself and my wife, and we were in the queue. And I saw a former minister, government minister in Ghana. He was also in the line. 
And I told my wife, as for here, everybody's nobody. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's nobody. Hallelujah. We're all in the line. So here was the guy, the Nigerian guy, Uche. He has landed. And when he landed, they were all in the queue. And then the immigration officer to stand behind the line. That is the invisible gate. May I have your passport? Give the passport. And you know, those days, it is not like now. Those days, they look at your picture and they look at your face. They identify you by the look of the picture in your passport. And I remember those days, a lot of people even use other people's passport. Unlike today. I, today, <laughs> not only your thumbprint. They say, bring your four fingers. Pow. Bring your thumb. Pow. As if this is not enough. Now bring this one too. Pow. Then bring this one. Pow. And after all that time, they say, now look into the mirror. Into the camera. Whether you are a bishop, archbishop, you are a reverend, they don't care. Look into it. Then you turn your head. Then you turn a little. Then you do it. No, bring it down. Then you do it. And these are small boys and girls. Oh. Small boys and girls. Small boys and girls. Hallelujah. So this immigration officer took the boy's passport. And while the boy was there, all the other people were just in line. Until he goes, none of you can go. So he was there. He took the passport. May I see? Look at this. Look. Say, boy, this is not your picture. This is not your passport. Then the guy says, sir, that is my passport. That is my picture. No, this is not you. Sir, that is, are you challenging me? I've been trained to be able to identify people by the look of your, their picture. Do you know what? I'm deporting you. Then the man took immigration deportation paper, started filling it. Here was the boy. Daddy has sold his bicycle. Mommy has sold his clothing. The whole villages, they have sold their fowl, their goat, their sheep, everything plantain. And this man, this man is going to determine the destiny of this child. Here was a boy, a villager in a foreign land. The man was feeling it. And the boy right there, Mandu Zagabaya. Zinderebebe Jakabo Shiataya. Then the white man asked him, What are you saying? Me, what am I saying? He does speak it in tongues, speak it mysteries unto God. Mandu Zagabo Shiataya. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from Jehovah. Hallelujah! The guy started praying. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. All of a sudden, the, the guy started having stomach upset. His stomach. He said, boy, hold on, I'm coming. Then, he went to the toilet room. Man, he came back. <laughs> Took the passport. Started filling the deportation papers again. Then the boy started. Mandarababa. Zegebayanduya. Ratarababi. Mandu Rukabaya. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let. Then all of a sudden, the immigration officer. He said, man, what has happened to me? I'm coming, boy. He went to the toilet again. 
came back, he said, my God. <laughs> Took the papers again. Continued following, failing. And the boy started praying. Listen to me. Until opposition surrender, don't stop praying. In the morning, talk to God. Noon time, talk to God. Night time, talk to God. Am I talking to somebody? Don't come with excuses for failing. Come with testimonies of how you prevailed. How you prevailed. From today, may you prevail. Failing again. And the boy started praying. He went to the toilet for the third time. That one, he kept long. Not knowing that the chief immigration officer was up there and was looking. This line is going. This line is going. But this line is not going. Why is it that other families, everybody is prospering. Everybody is going. This line is going. But maybe your family, nobody is entering. From today, the story will change. Who is seated there? Hindering people from breaking through. Hindering people from getting married. Hindering people from prospering. Who is that individual? Who is that spirit? The chief immigration officer himself came down. And he said, boy, you have been here for a long time. Somebody say long time. Listen to me. There are certain things, if it is one week, it's okay. If it is one month, it's okay. But if it is one year, two years, three years, it's a long time. And Pope deferred, making the heart sick. And if the foundation be destroyed, what would the righteous do? Any satanic delayance in your life, listen to me, any demonic delayance, whatever is delaying your breakthrough, in the mighty name of Jesus, I curse the roots. I say, I curse the roots. I curse the roots. If there is any satanic attack, Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. If there is any satanic attack, I curse it, I curse it, I curse it in the name of Jesus. He said, you've been here for a long time. What is happening? The boy said, I don't know. Then the chief immigration officer asked, where is the immigration officer? He said, sir, he's been going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> not you. Not your children. Not your marriage. Not your business. Not your health. Then the chief immigration said, where is your passport? He said, it's over there. Bring it. The boy took it. The chief immigration officer, come on, bring your passport. Pine. Come on, go. The moment... The moment he entered, next. No, the moment he entered and he was going, the man was coming. He said, sir, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, I'm not holding on. I have cleared him. The one the Lord has blessed, no one can cleanse. I bless him. Pine, go. Next, pine. Next, pine. Next, pine. Next, pine. Pine, next, pine, next, pine, next, 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 next. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Now, listen to me. Bible says, I will open the two levit gates, and the gates shall not be shut. In other words, once I bless you and you enter, your gate will not be shut. Your sister will enter. 
your brother will enter. Your son will enter. Your grandson will enter. Your great-grandson will enter. Your great-great-grandson will enter. Your cousin will enter. Your auntie will enter. Everybody connected to you shall enter. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. May your gates never be shut. In other words, you will prosper. Your children will prosper. Your grandchildren will prosper. Your great-grandchildren will prosper. In other words, Abraham, you will prosper. Your son, Isaac, you will prosper. Your grandchild, Jacob, you will prosper. All your children. Do you know that? Do you know that? Because of the gate that was opened unto Abraham, all the Jewish people have prospered. The wealthiest people in every nation are Jewish people. Germany, Jews. UK, Jews. The reason why they were trying to kill all the Jews was simply because they have taken the economy, the wealth. If you go to America, Jews. I have never seen a, a, a Jew hustler. I have never seen a Jew hustler. Have you seen one before? No, 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 no. The moment they land, they go to the synagogue and they are there. They will make sure he gets all his documents, everything. They will connect him. By the time he's working, like he's doing business. He's owning a house. They all houses. They all builders. Why? Because the gate was open to his grand, great, 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 great grandfather. And the gate has never been shut. As for you, you, who is your grandfather? <laughs> Our grandfathers, they shut the gate too. By their covenants. But today, you are changing your family tree. You are changing your family tree. Maybe another time I'll preach about family tree. Do you know that it is the seed that determines how high the tree will grow? The seed, there are different apple trees, but there are certain apple seeds that determine how high the tree will grow. Do you know that it's the seed that determines how sweet the fruit will be? <laughs> Hallelujah! You will change your family tree. Am I talking to somebody? From today, your family tree will be tall. The fruit from your family will be sweet. And the gate shall not be shut. I was in my office. Oh, I don't have time. I was in my office when this girl came. Years ago, said, man of God, pray for me. I said, what is wrong with you? The parents were in Italy. And they did all the document for the girl to come and stay with them. The thing was done in Italian embassy in Ghana. The girl went there, they looked at all the documents, they did everything for him. Her, and the thing was in an envelope, sealed. She got to Milano, landed, went in. Immigration officer opened the thing. Everything is correct, but I, don't, I won't allow you to come. They sent him back, her back. She came back, went back to the embassy. But I went and I was refused. I said, oh, why? What happened? Everything is correct. Who did it? Everything is correct. We are sorry. They did the document again for her. Everything again. Put it in an envelope. This time, not even in Germany. 
in our airport, Kotoka International Airport, Accra. She got there. The immigration officer looked at the passport and said, ah, but you, you are Nigerian. Why are you having a Ghanaian passport? Oh, then he said, oh, I'm not a Nigerian. I'm a Ghanaian. So what? You are not a Ghanaian. And he said, sir. Then the, guy, the lady spoke in our local language. I will speak it. He said, sir, me a Ghanaian you. Who Ghanaian me? He said, sir, I'm so a Ghanaian. Then the immigration officer said, yeah, Nigerian speaking tree. Nigerian speaking tree. Immediately he was arrested. She was arrested. Sent to the airport cell. The plane left. And then she came to me. The gate was open, but the gate was shut. Paul said it. Paul said it. He said, a great and effectual door is open unto me, but many are the adversaries. Certain doors are open, but there are enemies behind that gate. And this afternoon, any enemy behind your marital gates, any enemy behind your work permit gates, any enemy behind your Germany gate, European gate, continental gate, any enemy behind your promotional gate, either they repent or we will pray some wicked prayers. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not here to entertain you. For the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Either they will repent or they won't cross the defense. They won't cross the defense. Hallelujah! They won't enter. Somebody say, in the name of Jesus, I declare my gates open. Marital gates, financial gates, educational gates, Germany gates, European gates, African gates, American gates, Asia gates, open. Open and my gates shall not be shut. Rise up to your feet. Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference calls on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also, make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube platforms.